I'm going to cut some of that out. It's rubbish. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> hey, Rich. Hi, Dan. <laughs> you remember? Rich here. Rich, you remember when Hi. we used to have our classic intro for the show? Are you talking about the classic intro? I'm talking about that classic intro. Well, I somebody, remember it fondly. Somebody else was talking about the classic intro. We had a, a fan contact us and say, what happened to the classic intro? Do you remember that? And I said, I remember it fondly. And they said, why don't you use that? And I said, well, it's on a it's on a tape. I'm not sure where the tape is. And they said, well, why don't you, you know, cut it from an old, uh, an old amazing tapes? And I said, well, we've lost the SoundCloud uh, password because we haven't paid the money. And <laughs> and they said, well, they could hack into it using dark web techniques. Oh, my word. And uh, and bring it back for us. And I said, that would be amazing. And they said that they would run it through some computer AI. <laughs> to, Did they? To remove. <laughs> Did they? They said that to me. They said they'd run it through an AI on a, on the PC. Why? To Well, to remove our voices from the top of oh, it so see, that we could still do a live introduction. Right, so they right. painstakingly reproduced <laughs> our, uh, our classic intro. Uh-huh. Uh, using computer technology. So I'll just play that now and we can do the classic intro. What do you reckon? I can't, can't wait to hear it. Here we go. Hello, I'm Rich. Wait, wait. This is not, that's not the start yet. You know when the start when this is done. See my King Crimson Tide. This is a Japanese bootleg. Hello, my name's Dan. <laughs> oh, my name's Rich. And you're listening you're, to a podcast. You're listening to Think It's Amazing Tapes, a podcast. podcast. What, what is that, though? A podcast where we find old, streamable, interesting, weird tapes. Talk about. And we bring them to you, the listeners. So why won't you bring join them to us you, the on our adventure to find amazing tapes? Amazing tapes. Fascinating what they can do with that really technology today. <laughs> that really Isn't put it? me off. <laughs> Good. Also, I can I can hear a word you were saying. Wonderful. Hopefully, so, uh, nobody else will be able to either. So I'm looking forward to that. Hang on, my wife's just telling me off. What? <laughs> <In there? laughs> oh no, it's changed mind. Okie dokie. <laughs> so, Rich, tell us about this tape we've got today. I'm going to well, play on it immediately. we're in for a treat this uh, episode. This is a tape given to me mm. by a good work colleague, friend of, of mine. <laughs> yeah. Don't oversell it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Great guy. For the, for, for the purposes of this podcast, we'll call him John. Right. That's fantastic. And I'm gonna, that's going to be uh, easy to remember. Yeah, so it's an easy nice easy name. This is a one of his one of his bands. I believe he's been in a few. Hmm. This is uh, one of his bands that he found that he's one of his demo tapes. And this is the band Cashmere Twist. Cashmere Twist. 19, 1994. Oh, what's happened in the nineteen ninety four? Kurt Cobain died. Is that ninety four? Yeah, I think so. This isn't an episode of Rock Facts. This is you're listening to amazing. I could play the intro again if you think people don't know that they're listening no, to please, amazing tapes. No. Okay, please we'll don't do that. So yeah, this is uh, his his band, and uh, I've just been messaging him actually. Actually, so. Uh, oh yeah, let us know if he's got any uh, interesting tidbits. So the uh, the 
first uh, text I got was um, Schumacher Levy 9. Is that Schumacher the name of Levy 9. He told me what that was. Is that a song or? Um, I don't know. There's nothing on the on the inlay here. No, I can't remember. I remember him telling me about it at work, but I don't remember what exactly what he said. Well, that's exactly the sort of level of attention you pay to a good work <laughs> colleague, friend. I paid absolutely no attention to any. <laughs> oh, in my solo. Job. Let's crank it. Lovely bit of journeyman's blue scale there. First up. Is that um, what those? Well, what I'm enjoying so far is on the clean guitars, the sound of uh, intonation that's not quite. I feel like you listen to a, a record that's been produced in a studio, and the guitars sound like every other guitar. Yes. When you yes. listen to a demo tape like this, you hear a guitar that hasn't necessarily seen a setup in a while, at least not one by a professional. And that's always of interest to me to hear, because then you're hearing the fingerprints of the musicians themselves. Exactly right. Lovely bit of extended racket on the end here. I like that. Bit of verb. That's good. Yeah. Right, so John John is the bass player in this band. Mm -hmm. Holding it down. Uh, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think he plays it. You know, what we like on Amazing Tapes is an ambitious drummer. <laughs> so he plays a number of instruments, John. He's a multi-talented chap. He is. Are these all originals on this on this tape? I have no idea. Okay, excellent. So despite the fact that you are texting a member of the band, we still have very little information about it. He's been he's been typing for about five minutes now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the part of the first uh, the part of the first text was the uh, band members. Uh, three band members got dumped by their girlfriend in the same week. Fantastic! That's, That's a, great, a great rock fact. Great fact. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> And uh, it was, if it, just FYI, it was recorded at a place called The Yard. Doesn't say where that was, but that was owned by Phil. I've got my finger in every pie, Phillips. <laughs> shout out to Phil. I've got uh, my finger out. in every pie, Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Phil Phillips, big shout out. Sort of like a Tom Thumb times 10. I think now it's, uh, yeah, he presses, uh, he's got like a record pressing ah, business I see. in town pressing matters there's lots of limited edition 7 inches and whatnot. tricking gullible old cunts like you <laughs> to parting ways with their money <laughs> limited edition you say <laughs> <laughs> Japanese bootleg you say <laughs> Obi strip <laughs> Take my money. Yeah, 
So just just got another John fact in. Mm -hmm. They're coming thick and fast now. So Wild Bird Escapes, the single, mm. that's the name of the single, I think it was released on the Dasku label. That stands for Dead Athlete Sportsman Cut-Up. <laughs> oh, cool. And then he's put, it was a long night on the homebrew when we came up with that name. <laughs> four smiley faces. <laughs> I give that text message four smiley faces. <laughs> so this music sounds okay. I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I am. Um, what worries me is that it wouldn't be appropriate for us to call it an amazing tape. Um, you know, John is going to listen to this. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not an amazing... If I say, if we picked this up, if we found this in a charity shop, I'd already be saying it was an amazing tape. What I'm talking about, and I think what the people really want to hear when they tune in, is about the intricacies of the amazing tape's rules for voting. Um, and whether or not we could nominate a friend's tape as an amazing tape, does it fit that criteria? Mm. I mean, no one really cares. Uh, the rules are all we've got, really, Rich. There's nothing else <laughs> to the show. <laughs> uh, that is true. That is true. So like I said, John will. John is going to listen to this. He did ask me the other day what a podcast is and mm. how he can listen to one. Well, this is a, I think all our listeners would agree, this is a great first foray into the world of podcasts, isn't it? When people think podcasts, they think the Amazing Tapes podcast with Rich and Dan from work. I think so. Number one on the iTunes. Uh... As far as I'm aware. So this is a single. Is it, what was it called? Wild Bird Escape? Oh yeah, Wild Bird Escape. I thought this music would have been a bit more... Just going by the name. Hmm, Cashmere Twist. A bit more... I don't know. You think in a sort well, of I don't psychedelic want to say, thing? I don't know, too, too, not too psychedelic, but that kind of thing. The edging the, towards that. The birds type thing, maybe. Because don't John have... Early, early birds, Early course. birds, they get the worm. Doesn't do. John have some tangential fruit air connection or something these days? I guess the guy who does the pressing. Ah, right, that's the yeah. Phil. He's got a thumb up his bum, Phillips. <laughs> He does, yeah. And he has a lot of pressings for those that record label. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. For those um, listeners who aren't aware, how would you describe for Radio Mayor, other than a massive sink for Richard to dump some money into? <laughs> I've stopped buying them. Because they did some good stuff, but... Uh, I've bought a few things. And it's mainly seven inches. I'm not a big seven-inch guy. Explain to I'm, the people I'm more of a, what I'm more of the three music four inches, sounds three like. Four inches at best. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. I'm not it, too tired. It's like proggy, proggy psych shit, is that right? Yeah, psych proggy. It's mainly covers. It started off as bands. Is it? I think the guy wanted to release all this sort of psych stuff that mm. he, 60s a psych that he was into, but he couldn't. So he just got bands to cover the songs. 
Oh, fair play. I think that's what happened at the That beginning. sounds right. That's about as close to a rock fact as you're going to get on amazing tapes. Uh, so, if folks, if you are interested in looking them up, it's pronounced Fruit de Mer, but it's written Fruits de Mer. <laughs> Still going very, very collectible label. Yes, yeah. If it's all limited edition, seven inches. Seven inch, yeah, coloured vinyl. Uh, this is getting very, very old white man sort of conversation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to give the people what they want. We've been away for a little while. We can't come back and and start with some kind of interesting conversation. It's important <laughs> that we retain this sort of level of yeah. of dullness that people are looking for. I think. I think so. I think so. Another got another got another message through from the. Uh, the man himself. Big John. Uh, our best paid gig was at the Swan in Fulham. We got 90 quid. Not bad, eh? Yeah. And then he, I don't know if that's each or... It's not yeah, each, is it? It can't be each. No. Uh, and he says, uh, we drank that very quick. <laughs> I mean, if there's four of you in a band, it's 90 quid. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, is it? Far. It's what's known as the uh, Bob's Country Bunker Conundrum. That's an old white man reference. (laughs) (laughs) Too many, way too many of those already. You see, I feel like this show could be quite soothing uh, if you, you know, wanted to put something on to drift off to sleep on, except for the fact that we keep playing music on it. (laughs) I think this this could be a real kind of sonorous lullaby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just called it Amazing. Oh, that's a spin-off. Good call. And it's just me and you... Chatting shit. Chatting shit, baby. Just music's much punkier. Then? Then, uh, like what I was saying earlier, I thought it would be. You, when you were thinking it was going to be a kind of... sort of opium-infused... <laughs> yes. Sort of psychedelic, psychedelia. Yes. But it's got its own kind of... Um, Character to it, hasn't it? There's a there's a thread through the music, I think. Mm. What you, the, what the kids uh, might call a personal brand today, or ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Is that John on backing vocals? Can you text him and find out? Yeah, uh, we'll do. Yes, it is. It definitely is. It? is. He's got, yeah, he's got a good voice, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, just got confirmation. That's him on back and Confirmation, the closest thing again to a rock fact that you'll ever get on amazing tapes would you consider doing a rock facts uh, segment rich at some point yeah yes, definitely definitely would just waiting just waiting for the invite just waiting for the facts to roll in and then oh, plenty of facts mate <laughs> <laughs>
just another another fat boo. Excellent. Keep them coming. Hot off the hot off the uh, phone. Phone. Uh, we rehearsed at Saint Saint Bernard Psychiatric Hospital. Band Excellent. room. Band room. Other band. Yeah, yeah. Other bands. I'm just trying to read this. <laughs> Not the way that he's written it. Mm. Other bands that we hung out with were Extraordinary, Extraordinary Through the Bullet, Dead by Dawn, Sally's Hat, <laughs> Summer Dress. Excellent. It was, it was known as the Ealing Hospital music scene. Those are all excellent band names and yeah. a scene. A scene of the Ealing Hospital music scene. That could have been, if the NME heard of that in 1994, they would have Mate, that would have built been it. it up. They would have built it up for six months. And then just fucking killed it dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> completely blown it up. <laughs> so anyway. Not bad. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah, nice. I like the singing. And it uh, all worked for the uh, all the all worked for the NHS. It says all worked for the NHS. All bands worked for the NHS and the NHS uh, band department. <laughs> yeah, well, see, yeah. back in the day when you had like the old pension and you'd have like a pub on on the hospital site and you'd all have yeah. every, there'd be <laughs> nine bands on site at any given time. <laughs> every every hospital in the UK in the nineties. It was just a, a hotbed of uh, raw musical talent. It was just hemorrhaging uh, money. Bring on privatisation, I say. <laughs> the privatisation of bands is is a hot button topic and a hot potato. I think if we nationalised all the bands, yeah, I think you'd see some really interesting results. Uh, like what? Um. Probably mostly to do with taxing, uh, to do with tax codes, taxation. Sure, sure. I think that I think it'd be really interesting to see what happens, what came out of that scene. You know, right. what new tax codes you might see. That'd be quite exciting. Nationalized, it? The nationalised band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really great fringe benefits, probably. I would imagine that the employers, uh, if they were, you know, uh, public sector, would have a decent pension scheme, which is always, you know. I mean, what band can say that they've got that kind of concrete fallback? I think a lot of people would be into it. I agree. I wish you wouldn't. I wish you'd sort of argue. Because then it it makes a bit... I can't be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be bothered. It's not important. Well, got a a great photo from John. Excellent. Can you? Why don't you describe the photo? That's always exciting for people. <laughs> this isn't the old podcast. This is, this is something. Describe the photo to the it's not people at home. YouTube theatre. We could do another episode of YouTube theatre if you like. <laughs> so this is a photo. So sent me through. It looks like a four guys in a kitchen in the nineties. They've got those um, kind of what are those things that used to hang down from kitchen doors, like streamer type things. Uh, Ian Curtis. Ian Curtis. Sorry, carry on. What would you say? 
You say Ian Curtis? Yeah. Is that a sick joke? No, just please gloss over it. <laughs> four young chaps, four white young men in the kitchen holding beers, cigarettes. But one's very long hair. There's one, John, John Neville, with very long hair. And uh, what I can only call an unkempt goatee beard. The very picture of Bohemia. Absolutely right. It looks like he's got a tooth missing. That's quite exciting, isn't it? I think we're talking about that. Yep. There's the other guy. Think, you're thinking, I think that's Phil next to him. Sorry, go on. No, sorry, I was just uh, starting yeah. to talk about people's uh, teeth coming out. Yeah, boring. Uh, you see someone with a tooth here? out and you think, no, they've been through it. Oh, yeah. And that lends a band authenticity when you think they've been through it. And I would recommend any young up-and-coming bands or solo artists pop a tooth out. I don't think it's going to hurt... I can't think of any prominent artists with a tooth out at the moment. Can you? Uh, no. No. Did you, want, did you want me to disagree with you? No, no, absolutely. Please, uh, please stick with me on this. Because I think, you know, you'll get someone with a sort of gap between the front teeth um, and oh. people will say, oh, that's, you know, really unique look. What if there just wasn't a tooth there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine to speculate. <laughs> I can't be bothered. I told you that already. I cannot be bothered. You know that's not going to stop me just saying things, don't you? No. Now one, one thing I've noticed on this picture of them is they go a... In the kitchen, the Viz calendar. Excellent. Can you make out any of the uh, any of the jokes on there? No, but it's it's sexist. Excellent stuff. Classic. It's just a big big picture. I can just barely make it out. It looks like he's got his trousers down. Oh, I know <laughs> what it is. I know what that's from. <laughs> <laughs> I can know that strip that that's from. He's in his bedroom and he's got his trousers down. Mm. <laughs> it's just like he's from behind. And he's in front of him is a semicircle of pornographic magazine, which <laughs> 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 he's standing in front of, and it looks as though his friends have just walked in. That that's been the the most revealing <laughs> thing for me tonight is that you were able to identify a uh, a vis strip from 1994 just from Sid the Sexist bare ass. <laughs> Quite incredible. I know, big fan, big fan. Yeah, I 
So what number song is this? I haven't been paying attention. I feel like this is maybe six, something yeah, like that. Somewhere in that, uh, in that vicinity. Do you remember Gabrielle had an eye patch and people talked about that a lot, didn't they? Say, oh, Gabrielle, which one's she? Oh, she's the one with the eye patch. Yeah. Um, it's probably the same era. Yeah, exactly. So, Gabrielle, eye patch, John Neville, tooth out, Kurt yeah. Cobain, back of the head gone. It's what makes you iconic. It's just, to, it's not what you add, but what you take away. It's the notes you aren't playing. Shot by the bloke from the meters. Shot by the happened? bloke from the meters, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, would it? <laughs> I think so, yes. Um, and, you know, fair play to Courtney Love, who's gone on to have a reasonably successful career afterwards as well. So another John fact coming in. Excellent. Let's hear it. Uh, we played with Cooler Shaker in Shepherd's Bush. They never did. They did. Hayley Mills's son's culturally insensitive school project, Cooler Shaker. <laughs> How would you describe Heather, that? Heather Mills. What? What? Hayley Mills. How would I describe? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call, it, I, I'd call it a gap year mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever told you about when I listened to, to Radio 2 on the way to work one day? <laughs> yeah, please, can, please say it again. <laughs> when Chris Evans was on it, the one from the the radio. There's an actor called Chris Evans, isn't there, or something? There is, but in uh, England in the 90s, there was a, a TV and radio presenter who founded his own production company and, again, had a finger in every pie in the country called Chris a bit Evans. Like, a bit like Phil. A bit like Phil. And what was anyway. uh, what was he up to? <laughs> it was weird. He, was, he did this long speech about his um, kind of guru guy. Mm. This is Bre- Breakfast Radio. Mm. Uh, a bit maybe a two mind, but breakfast radio. Yeah. And uh, he did a, like a good ten minute speech about this guru that he sees, and you know, a spiritual guy. Yeah. And then he played like five minutes of this guy doing his spiritual mm. teaching type thing, uh, which is a bit a bit weird. Anyway. Sure. Isn't it? I don't know. I think once you're at that level, you just do what you like on the radio, don't you? I don't. There's nobody listening anymore, so. That's right. It was all spiritual and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And then mm. uh, <laughs> and then he went see, straight into uh, that fucking Cooler Shaker song. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Like the Indian, well, one of the many Indian music-influenced cool songs by these, these posh white kids. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit like going... I've been reading a lot of the works of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. recently and then playing the I Have a Dream speech and then going, and now in former by snow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's weird. 
I mean, it's too it is too partridge to liken it to partridge, isn't it? That it, it just becomes <laughs> it it's beyond is. yeah beyond parody. <laughs> Undoubtedly, the inimitable sound of the electro harmonic small stone phaser there. There's nothing, nothing quite like it. Oh, what's that? Effect pedal, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably, it was probably not. I just thought I'd say something because I haven't said anything for a bit. They've just sent me another picture of the band, how they look now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it says now. I don't think it's now this minute. Cause yeah. Uh, they're in the pub and they're obviously in lockdown. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Four old white blokes. <laughs> Is there a recognisable Viz calendar in the background? No, there's not. Phil, I see Phil's still got the long hair. He's keeping it real. Oh, amazing. It's all that seven-inch money that's paid for his plugs. It is, it is. I went to see... Uh, I went to see uh, Anthrax with John and Phil once. Did you? Yeah. A few years ago, five years maybe. Yeah. In town, when they played at the uh, Concord. Oh, I. What did they and play? Did they play a... Uh, they played all the Just the hits? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think... Uh, it was a good gig, actually. Really good gig. Nice to see them in a little venue like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I thought all the hits, I don't think they played I Am The Law. Why don't you write to them and ask if they did? They must have. I don't remember them playing it. And uh, I don't think uh, the drummer, Charlie Benante, was there either. There was another drummer there. <laughs> it wasn't just... <laughs> they weren't doing the acoustics there. It, was, it wasn't unplugged. Unplug- <laughs> unplug- <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Because Phil, we met in the pub, and Phil was wearing his Anthrax T-shirt from like 198 when he saw them in like 1987. Classic move. I mean, that's dedication. That is dedication. That's what you need to be a record maker. Exactly right. <laughs> very, very good. Oh, I'm going to retire after that one. I think so. Just lay just back. Stop it. Just stop it all now. Just stop it all now. Cool. Well, cool. We've now reached a part of the show where. Oh. If you haven't heard it before, and uh, Rich, if you need reminding, uh, we count down backwards uh, in reverse order from three down to one. And then both both at the same time, wait, 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 wait. Then both at the same time, we say, if we thought it was an unamazing tape, we say unamazing tape. Then we pause, I do a little burp. (laughs) And then if we think it was uh, an amazing tape, we say an amazing tape. And then we do that concurrently. Does that mean both at the same time? Uh, don't know. Okay. Well, we're going to do it. Just in the wrong person. Okay. Right. Are you ready to do it? Always. Okay. Three, two, five, one. Three, one. <laughs> an, an amazing, amazing tape. tape. Now I knew you'd say an amazing tape because you've got no respect for 
this podcast, for the uh-huh. rules of this podcast, or for the listeners of this podcast. Which right. is why I said on Amazing Tape, because I Did think you? this is a very good tape. I really enjoyed it. But we simply cannot be getting tapes from people that we know and mm-hmm. putting them in the Amazing Tapes vault. It is nepotism. <laughs> This we would be. This there's no technicality. There's no loophole that allows it. Did you hear that, John? You didn't like your tape. That's not what I said, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did like the tape. Richard is the one it's... that it doesn't respect your tape. Um, and it's, it's I can't trying work to... next to a man when I've just called his tape an amazing. You, you could have abstained. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, John. I enjoyed that. It was, it was I enjoyed really that a lot. Tape. That thank was you really, so much. Really good for, fun. Thanks, for John. You're an absolute darling. I love you lots. And it was, um, yeah, genuinely a good tape too. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it was good. Good. There was quite a nice, uh, sort of different range of tunes on it. I thought there was quite a, a broad. There was a decent amount of variety for it, while still retaining that same character to it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed when John said about it. I th- I thought it'd be shit. I was going to say it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, it was nice. Cool. Well, nice. Uh, I think that's all I've got to talk about today was a cassette tape. Have you got anything else going on? Uh, plenty not going on in my life. Cool. Brilliant. Um, well, in that case, why don't you open up Twitter and follow at Amazing Tapes. It's great. Mm, I've just started doing a thing where I say the clown prince of uh, and then something. So people, if you like tweets that a bot could do, then just tune in (laughs) to see me do them manually, to do it the old-fashioned way. Um, Artisanal bullshit. Mm. Um, Craft craft tweets. Craft tweets. And fuck Facebook. Fuck Facebook. I think that's it. I think so. Cool. Well, have a lovely day and love you lots. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. Bye. Bye.